My friends, following the example of St. Peter's proclamation in our first reading, it is essential each year that we remember that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was an historical event. A man named Jesus was born in modern-day Palestine during the reign of the Roman Emperor Augustus and was put to death in Jerusalem by the Roman governor Pontius Pilate during the reign of the Roman Emperor Tiberius. Jesus is not a myth or a story, but a man who lived in a specific place during a specific time, both of which we can identify. This man, Jesus, was killed using a Roman method of torture called crucifixion, which was reserved for the worst criminals of the Roman Empire. And the Romans were exceedingly good at ensuring that their criminals died. Jesus did not faint. He was not in a coma. He could not fake the death that he underwent. Jesus of Nazareth was dead and was laid in a tomb. But then, 36 hours later, that tomb was found empty, and no one at that time or since has been able to produce a tomb or a body belonging to Jesus of Nazareth. What is more, there are documented accounts from multiple eyewitnesses who saw Jesus, fully healed of his wounds, alive. Not as a ghost, but as a fully alive human being, body and soul. A man who ate and drank and spoke with them, and who allowed them to touch his flesh to prove that it was not an illusion. The resurrection is a documented, historical event. Second, not only is the resurrection a historical event, it is a reliable and believable historical event. We have, even today, fragments of documents that can be carbon dated to within a lifetime of the death of Jesus of Nazareth. These fragments almost perfectly match the documents which we today refer to as the New Testament. That is, accounts of the life of Jesus of Nazareth, as well as letters written between the first generation of Jesus' followers. These are documents written by people who either knew Jesus or new people who knew Jesus. And they were written while the same people and institutions that put Jesus to death were still alive. Jesus was killed because of a political rivalry. So we can rest assured that if these opposing forces could have produced a body or a tomb, they would have. But instead, the account of the resurrection of Jesus spread across the entire Roman Empire unchallenged because there were hundreds of eyewitnesses to Jesus' resurrection and none who were witnesses to a hoax or conspiracy. And in addition to these very well-preserved documents, we have in our possession today very ancient manuscripts from the second and third generations of Christians who learned about Jesus from the eyewitnesses and who continued to pass that information along to subsequent generations. There are no gaps in the historical record. There has never been a time from the resurrection of Jesus until now where we do not have records of how this information spread.
The resurrection is not a hoax. It is not a myth. It is not a nice story we tell our children. It is an historical event, better documented from more sources than the lives of Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar. Of course there are people who deny the resurrection, but they do so not because of the historical record, but because they refuse to believe in God, in the miraculous, in something so profoundly life-changing and unique that it would require a change of life. These people are not unique. There are plenty of people who ignore many events in history because those events make them uncomfortable. Now, given this, we all face a choice. We can believe the historical record and that the resurrection actually happened. Or we can ignore the historical record and try to explain it away as a metaphor or a nice story or the invention of 12 very imaginative and very persuasive Jewish fishermen. If we reject it, there is no reason to remain Christian, because Christianity would become nonsensical. The scriptures would become lies, or worse, morality plays. The historical teachings of the church would be nothing more than the inventions of dusty, dead old men. And the morality of Christianity which has nothing to do with being nice and everything to do with self-sacrificing to the point of death, that morality would cost far too much for too little a reward. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then Christianity is stripped of all of its truth claims and exists only to keep us under control or to make us feel good. If it is for control, it should be thrown off like the shackles of slavery. And if it is for feeling good, it fails miserably by continually asking for sacrifice, repentance, and conversion. However, if we instead accept the historical fact of the resurrection, that choice will change our entire lives. If Jesus rose from the dead into eternal life, and he did, he is the only person in the entire history of the world to have done so. He is the only one who has proven that he can control life and death. He is then also the only one who can legitimately claim to speak for God, since power over life and death comes from God and God alone. In the face of this fact, nothing else should matter. No one else in the history of the world should be more important. Are we going to say that our wealth, or our pleasure, or our plans, or our desires are more important than the man who speaks for God? Are we going to say that there is something we would not give up in order to know how to gain eternal life? What is your deepest desire? Is it happiness? You will never find happiness apart from Jesus.
Because only Jesus has the answers that you seek. He proved that the moment he stepped out of the tomb. Only Jesus can tell you why you were created. Only Jesus can tell you why you are in pain. Only Jesus can tell you what to do to find peace, to find joy, to find love, and to find happiness. Only Jesus. My friends, the details of Jesus' life are not a mystery, nor are the contents of his teachings. We have an unbroken line of believers who have handed on from the first century until today the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. We know exactly where to find Jesus and to receive his answers. And it is in this community of his believers, which is his church. His church, which has faithfully handed on his gospel for 2,000 years. His church, which has unceasingly prayed over every part of the story of Jesus, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, continues to unveil the deep mysteries contained within. If we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, and there is every reason to believe this, if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, then we cannot escape the conclusion that we have to leave everything and follow him. God has spoken, and he is calling us to follow him in Jesus. We can either ignore this call because it is uncomfortable, or we can follow it in truth, no matter where it leads.